Welcome to TW Now. I'm Scott Winnell. For most, slavery <coughs> strikes us as a condemnable mistake in the history of nations, an activity we look down upon and are happy to have in the past. But surprisingly, slavery continues today in nations around the globe and in nations where you might least expect it. Slavery takes different forms and involves different types of people from women to children to men to those of all ages. According to the Global Slavery Index, an estimated 40.3 million men, women, and children were victims of slavery on any given day in 2016. That's roughly the population of the state of California or the nation of Canada. Of these 24.9 million people were in forced labor and 15.4 million people were living in a forced marriage. Women and girls are vastly overrepresented, making up 71% of victims. Modern slavery is most prevalent in Africa, followed by Asia and the Pacific region. So the question is what is going on with slavery in society today? Why do we still see slavery in this era of technological and social advance? What is God's view on slavery? We're going to attempt to answer some of these questions on our program today. We have with us today, and I would like to introduce you to, two gentlemen who, if you are a follower of TW Now, you're familiar with. Mr. Dexter Wakefield is a longtime minister in God's Church. He's a writer for the Tomorrow's World magazine and for a number of church publications. He's also traveled internationally in many developing nations and so brings a unique perspective to the show today. Our other presenter is Mr. Michael DeSimone. Mike DeSimone is a regular on the show as well. He is a minister in God's church and a pastor and also will bring some helpful and interesting insights into the scripture and into the topic itself. If you're interested and you would like to contact us and pose some questions, we do invite you to do that throughout the show as well and hopefully we'll be able to get to one of your questions. Gentlemen, let me just start out today by just asking the question, uh, understanding that slavery is present in the 21st century, which is really unbelievable on some level, what do we know about it? What do we know about slavery in the world today? Well, uh, it's very interesting the stats that you just mentioned about this. This has become a worldwide problem. Uh, I think we should differentiate as maybe some of the eight world agencies do. There is uh, economic bondage, which is so many millions and millions of people are in one form or another. They're literally in a form of slavery in that way. But in the world today, believe it or not, we still have chattel slavery. Chattel meaning an object that can be bought or sold, like your sofa, your um, you know, the dining room table or, or something of that nature. This is a growing problem worldwide. Mm. You know, it is, like you mentioned, hard to believe. You know, we think of slavery, we think of in the past, uh, or it's easy to think of that. Clearly, that's not the case. We know that from, uh, you know, news articles and so forth. We see that. Some people have, I mean, many, uh, as we see from research, that many have gone through it, family members and so forth. You know, uh, depending on where you live, you're more prone to have experienced that. Uh, you know, and, and I'll tell you, the, the article that, uh, uh, or the actually paper that, that was shown at the beginning of the program here, um, very well documented in terms of the slavery that's going on today. It's just a, a horrible situation. There are a number of different forms about this, just to be sure our viewers understand what we're talking about. I mentioned chattel slavery, but as you say, there's 
uh, sex trafficking, mm -hmm. where people are literally in, in bondage in a number of different ways, psychologically, with drugs, things of that nature. There is forced labor. People are brought places and they can't get away and they're made to um, work for sometimes for many years. There's bonded labor, there's debt bondage, uh, domestic servitude, very common in a lot of parts of the world. And I understand that it goes on in the United States now, that people bring in, say, an illegal immigrant mm -hmm. or unlawfully into the country and the person can't get away. Yeah, and they've got this leverage over them yeah, I, that uh, they can't, yeah. you know, they, they, they have to do what this person says. Yeah, they're, they're completely in control. The, the person is not confident compensated properly for their for their labor and they're not able uh, to get away from it child soldiers Mm -hmm. they, they kidnap children, they have them in these places, and they have little children that grow up in the various armies in, in Africa. You know, the, uh, the Walk Free Foundation that did the Global Slavery Index that, uh, that you know, I'll use as, as, a, uh, as information throughout the show here, because it, you know, it really is comprehensive in the way it looked at it, but those 40 million you're talking about doesn't include child soldiers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't include um, uh, child marriage it doesn't include organ trafficking which is also a, a big thing as well so these 40 million that are that is experienced in various countries doesn't include this mm -hmm. yeah just jump in real quick you mentioned child marriage mm -hmm. um, sometimes what now forced marriage it does but child marriage it, it doesn't well sometimes what I was going to say is People think about child marriage as being, oh, maybe teenagers getting married, and it can include that, but we're also talking about literal, little mm -hmm. children, eight, nine, mm -hmm. ten-year-olds mm -hmm. getting married as well. Well, it doesn't include shotgun weddings, I guess. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will, uh, just as, as other examples of this, the uh, uh, Yazidi women that were taken by Islamic State, mm -hmm. they are uh, people who identify as Christian, and therefore they have no rights over there, mm -hmm. and they have returned and legitimized in radical Islam the actual practice of slavery and mm -hmm. say that it should be operated and done. Be buying and selling of human beings, you would have been shocked mm -hmm. a decade ago to find out that this would be going on in the, in the modern world today, but it's here and it's, it's growing. Interesting article here on that whole uh, subject. Um, any, any feeling or anything that you can relate related to slavery, uh, maybe a, a clear picture of what's going on in the Western world? I mean, we, we talk about Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, this report that Mr. DeSimone's talking about estimates that about six and a half, close to six and a half million slaves in Sub-Saharan Africa. Southeast Asia, we know the sex trade is massive in Southeast Asia, but what about Europe? What about the United States. You know, one thing I thought was interesting in, in regard to this report is, you know, you think about the United States, you think about Europe and the European nations, and, you know, hey, there are laws against slavery, just straight up. That, that's one of the things, you know, that we don't condone it as a nation, uh, you know, in, at the government level. It's not uh, condoned at all. There are laws against it. We, we push against it. We try to stop it in other areas when we, when we know and we can and so forth. Um, yet, the only nation that earned, let's say, an A in fighting against slavery, the way that at least this, uh, you know, Walk Free Foundation looked at it, was um, the Netherlands. And um, not the U.S. The U.S. earned a triple B rating, and all many of the European countries triple B, double B ratings. 
yet, uh, you know. That's, that's investment grade. <laughs> I don't know what that But it's appalling, is. isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Uh, these nations that espouse to be paragons of morality in some cases. Again, not condoned by the governments, though. That, right. that, that's part of it. It goes, it goes uh, black market. It goes underground. It's clearly not legal it's it the, you know the world is against it you know it's different than north korea okay you know different than you know eritrea and some of these other nations that don't seem to try to hide it at all in the u.s is one stat um in your article here on slavery is it a thing of the past in the new york times the u.s 60,000 people, yeah. 60,000 people in this country, mm -hmm. modern slavery, some form mm -hmm. of bondage. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with um, immigrants, people who mm -hmm. come in and they have to go to work here in this place or they're brought in, they don't know where to go, what to do, yeah. they don't speak the language, but mm -hmm. they're forced to work for uh, little or no in terms of uh, nothing. The, the in sex terms trade of also in the U.S. is, is another thing. Uh, you know, in New Orleans, uh, th that's happened down there there where the young girls oftentimes and they are put into this situation you know and they're uh, you know they don't get anything from it and you know they have uh, they're they're attracted not attracted to but they feel compelled to stay with their the people they're with, you know, and that's how it how it all works. It hurts. It's not just New Orleans. It's, it's all over no, the country. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. that, that's right. The um, uh, just in New York or many major cities, the guys sure. go and they watch the bus station, mm. and if some little thing mm -hmm. gets off mm -hmm. like this and look mm -hmm. at, can I help you, please? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, then they're in trouble. Yeah. So. What I like to do is let's let's dig a little bit deeper. You're, you're bringing up examples. Why does modern slavery happen? I think we're, we're dabbling on the edges of it, but what are some of the underlying reasons for modern slavery happening? What are some of the societal um, weaknesses that lend to slavery occurring in this advanced society we have? Who, who would have imagined that in the 21st century mm -hmm. we would still be dealing with this issue and not just dealing with a little issue but a big issue on a global scale? You know one of the major factors behind slavery on, on the global scale and I say global scale I'm saying in these particular nations that that rank highest in regard to slavery is conflict and that is a major factor you know where now there are problems with getting resources to the people uh, food water medicine health care that type of thing and what do you mean by conflict conflict wars wars w wars it doesn't just have to be wars but um uh just various conflicts that that include war as well but uh fighting back and forth it could be problems with uh, borders that, that often happen uh you, you have these issues with um, governments that don't support these people who um are have a tendency to be discriminated against they don't care about as uh, they don't care about them as much that's type of thing uh the breakdown of the rule of law that that is a major cause at least in those nations that have that mm -hmm. have the highest rates of slavery that happen inside of those nations mm -hmm. as well as you know dictatorships and so forth that don't you know they don't care about their people mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the the breakdown of the rule of law mm -hmm. of course it's a big thing many of the nations that have some of the worst problems uh, well, with this right now particularly in Africa they literally have laws against it 
you can't do it, yet it's so entrenched in society. Um, the one we were talking about earlier, um, what was the nation? Materina or? Um, Martania. Martania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge problem. It's, they've tried three times to eliminate it there. The government has, but it's so entrenched mm -hmm. in society. And that they, they fall on the top ten. And they, they still have a major problem with chattel slavery in their country. There are thousands of people that are doing it. I think the reason why people do it is just man's inhumanity to man, mm -hmm. people's greed, they want to steal other people's labor without mm -hmm. paying them for it. If you can take it, why can't it? Mm -hmm. If you see money on somebody's table or in someone's pocket, you right. know, take a gun and, and take it, why not do the same with their right. labor? If you can force them to do it. It's, um, it's sin. Yeah. It's the you sin begin of the world. devaluing uh, the human life mm -hmm. and, and what, what's it worth anymore? It doesn't matter anymore. Just yeah. do whatever you want whenever you want. If you have the power and you can get away with it, why not? Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's the mindset and where people have the opportunity without the government preventing it from happening. Mm -hmm. And I certainly think our government should do a lot more than they're doing on this now. And you know, that's why, that's why I'm saying it's, in a way it's surprising in terms of the rating that they get against, you know, to, to prevent it. Yeah, why a triple B? I don't know. I, I mean, triple B versus AA. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah. But why, what, what, why, why are we having a triple B and not a triple A? Right, right, right. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, we should we should be up up at the top of that. Yeah. but we're not. Yeah, A being the highest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, economic slavery. Uh, what does poverty have to do with slavery? How does how does poverty around the world play into this action? Mm -hmm. You know, p puts people in a position where, let's say, for example, a, a family is in, indebted to um, you know, a company or other people or the nation through you know, tax audits. One thing that they do in North Korea is tax audit. They threaten that against people. Uh, now you owe, and you, know, you may be able to get out of it if you sell your uh, daughter, sell your son for labor or however, you know, wh whatever means that, that might be. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's economic bondage, I, I think, is, is the term uh, that, that the agencies that try to combat these things use. Also, when, as you say, people are poor, if they uh, have an opportunity to say, well, how would you like to go and from the small hut that you're in now and live in this fine house somewhere in the Middle East and you'll be paid this amount of money? And wow, that's more money you know, than they've ever seen. They said, yeah, I'll be willing to do that. Or come work on our construction crews and we'll mm -hmm, pay you mm -hmm, this much. Mm -hmm. The trouble is, right. you know, it's kind of like the company store. You, I owe my soul to the company store. You know, you wind up paying and buying things. You don't have the money to get out of the situation right. that you're in. Mm -hmm. People become locked in to where they are and it becomes economic bondage. And one of the things that happens, they're promised these uh, great uh, jobs or, or this type of thing and and then the promise never comes to pass they you know not just owing it but they're never paid the money that is owed to them and it continues on and on and on and of course if you stop you'll never see that yeah, you'll never see the money and right. the the uh, or they may send you uh, you know, tell the people you're there illegally, you could be put in jail, right, all kinds right. of things could happen. So they're in a, a very weak position uh, to be exploited economically. And, and they've started out in a weak position in terms of, the, the, you know, where they're at in their society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, others with leverage <coughs> over them have misused it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think we've we've talked about some helpful thoughts, some helpful statistics to hopefully give a, a clearer picture of what's happening today and maybe some of the underlying causes. What I'd like to do now is move forward. And, and by the way, welcome if you're just joining us at TW Now. My name again is Scott Winnale, and today we're talking about 21st century slavery. If you do have any questions, let us know. We'll see if we can address them today, but hopefully we'll provide some answers too. And at this point in time, I actually want to transition a little bit. We have talked about sort of the scope at least a little bit of the scope of 21st century slavery, sort of the underlying causes. This is a show about answers as well, answers from the Bible. As we think about that, what kind of biblical principles, maybe scriptures, do we see that if they were put into place now would eliminate 21st century slavery? Because we, we recognize this is, not, this is not a godly situation. The attitudes and all of these things are just wrong. But God does give us some neat principles in the Bible that can give us a glimpse of how the world might be different if we actually did some of what he's guided us to do. You know, a workman is worthy of his hire. Let's deal with economic bondage. That's modern slavery, is economic bondage. A workman is worthy of his hire. You do not withhold money from someone that is due to them. Mm -hmm. They should be paid for what they... Otherwise, you're stealing from mm -hmm. them. That falls under the commandment, thou shalt not steal. Right. That, that is a statute that is developed from that, that very thing there. So that would be one big thing. If everyone would simply pay people the value of their labor, where would it? Where would modern uh, slavery be? The commandments of God is a principle. You know, you mentioned mm -hmm. stealing. That was one thing that just came to my mind. Stealing. The, you know, thou shalt not murder. Okay, so this is maybe it's not murdering, but it's the spirit of murder. It's the spirit mm -hmm. of hatred. This is not love toward another individual. Mm -hmm. This is the opposite of love. Some of these people, many of these people would rather, uh, at least you know, from some of the studies, many would rather be dead than, than do what they're doing and having to go what they're going through. Thou shalt not covet. Sure, you know, thou shalt not covet. Hey, yes. I, want your, I want your labor. That's right. And I want what you've got, and I want to put it to my purpose. Absolutely. So I'm going to steal it. Mm -hmm. So those are some major spiritual principles <laughs> you know, there. I, just uh, another thought. I wonder if they get a break on the Sabbath day. You know, <laughs> they're being forced, you know. Right. Uh, just, just well, yeah, even the Sabbath command in, in um, Leviticus 23 is part of that, but Exodus 20, mm -hmm. where God's giving the Sabbath command, He said, right. even your servants and your animals were not to mm -hmm. work That's right. on the Sabbath day. Yeah. So, interesting principle there. You, your manservant, your maidservant, the stranger that is within your gate, your animals, everything was supposed to be at rest. Mm -hmm. So, those are certainly biblical principles mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. show love and mercy uh, towards other people and also reflect God's character. You the, know, the, the stealing thing is interesting because oftentimes, especially when we're talking, talking about things thinking about slavery and servants, we often think about that from one side, don't we? Or at least I do, where it's the servants or, or the workers stealing from the employer. Right, right, right. But the way you flip that to give us some more insight, yeah, we're actually from the, the employers actually stealing from that employee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful concept. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, I want to digress too much on this, but I was giving a, a, a speech to the to our um, students over at, at our building here um, one time, and talked about the the value of your labor, and if you're being paid for it, if you're being paid 
$10 an hour or 12 or 15 whatever it is, you give that amount of labor to your employer. Yeah, that's you, or more. <laughs> or more. If you do less than that, you're, you're stealing. Right. You're, this mm -hmm. is something that we teach in the church. Right. And it also makes us really good employees, folks. So yeah. <laughs> see some of these great kids going around out there. They make wonderful employees. They'll always tell you the truth, and they will always give you, I hope, a full day's labor for a day's pay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One other uh, thought in terms of principles, mm -hmm. you know, something Jesus Christ talked about in regard to the leadership of the day <coughs> at his time. Mm -hmm. uh, in Matthew 20, uh, Jesus uh, said he was talking to his disciples. He says, you know the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them, this oppressive authority that the rulers of his time, and, and we see it now, This what, exactly what we're talking about now, it happens. That's the way they think about leadership and authority. Whereas he said, yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. So this is the creator of the universe who gave up everything uh, of glory and power and majesty, came down, this is the attitude that he showed. And, uh, and whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. And who do, Christ came as a servant to mankind. Um, and he says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Uh, and to give his life a ransom for many. So this is an attitude, a principle that if <laughs> that were put into practice, would solve a lot of problems. I, I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and I thought that was a great uh, scripture that you came up with uh, about this. And one of the things I, I noticed about it is that it's the reverse. Sure. It's a complete reverse yes. of the world. The world says, you, you know, the, the top guys are here, the big guys, you're a benefactor, he's going to take your money, make your work, and do everything. And he's, you know, that's the way it is. You're the, he's the big guy, you're the little guy. Well, Christ says, no, it's the other way around. Right. You're, you are the, the slave if you are the one in charge, that you're there to mm -hmm. serve, you're there to give, you're there to take care of right. uh, other people. So, as so many things this is, that's in the Bible, it's the ex opposite, yes. the polar opposite, or the reverse, whatever you want to say, That's right. of the way the world is. Mm -hmm. The world is the reverse of God's way of life. Christ is coming to do away with this whole system. Mm -hmm. He's coming to replace it, destroy it and replace it, mm -hmm. with His kingdom that is going to reflect the qualities mm -hmm. of servant leadership and the right things that you were just talking about. Well, the concept of leadership, I think, is important. When we look at slavery, historically but in the 21st century who who really is responsible for implementing it and making it happen hmm. it's not the people on the bottom is it? it it typically is the leaders who are propagating these ideas forcing right. people to become their servants hmm. and their slaves this concept of servant leadership let's let's toy with that a little bit God's principles speak to that don't they what are some of those principles that really are are pointed to leaders in the world today and in tomorrow's world that if these leaders would actually follow these principles aside from just the the commandments we've talked about what are some of those leadership principles what are some of those attitudes that God wants leaders to have that would really change this whole concept of, of slavery um, well one thing I think about is uh, Philippians 2, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition. So that, that's the drive, or a large part of the drive behind slavery, 
having other people do these things for you to build you up and oftentimes the, the governments they support the governments in that way if it's uh, promoted by the government uh, selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself this mm. this attitude of others are worth a human life that that was made in the image of God God created them they have feelings emotions they have a future potential to become a part of God's family mm -hmm. Th this understanding you don't then there's a disconnect between treating people that way and having that understanding it doesn't happen mm. we we're talking about the commandments earlier and the second six uh, are reflected I shall love my neighbor as thyself Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, mm -hmm. if you actually do that, if you actually care about other people, you're talking about loving and caring mm -hmm. for other people, valuing whether it's their labor, their lives, their happiness, valuing those things as you would for yourself. Mm -hmm. Then if people did that, that would make, that would sum up all of the second six commandments and I think it would, the world would certainly be a better place. And that will be the standard in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. But it's not the standard now. No. It's, mm -hmm. you know, um, do unto others before they do unto you mm -hmm. uh, is basically the, the, the standard that we have now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, to say specifically, you know, the, the golden rule, this idea that many would think they live by or would think to want to live by, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Well, you, know? you know, the golden rule these days is he who has the gold makes the rules. That's <laughs> the golden rule. Right. Uh, but God has it differently and he will set the gold standard in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as we begin to wind down, um, I want to think about the future. In, in this time when things will change. What, what do you see in, in the world tomorrow? What, what kind of a world is it as it relates to slavery, but life in general for all of humanity? Uh, recognizing, as you've sort of pointed out, God created all human beings in His image. Genesis 1.26 talks about mm -hmm. that. We're made in the image and in His likeness. God doesn't differentiate between people and where they come from with that observation. So what is His plan? What is His purpose? What is His desire for all of humanity? What's going to, what's going to look like? Well, He's going to bring all peoples into His kingdom. He is no respecter of persons. And He is opening this up to everyone. That's why Jesus said, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to all people. This is wonderful news, the gospel of the kingdom of God. Uh, people don't believe about this now, but uh, you're watching this program. Maybe you do. Uh, we're going to tell you about it. The more you watch it, the more you'll learn. But um, that's, the, uh, that's the thing that the entire world will be brought in. And it's going to be a whole new system based on righteousness based on righteousness, God's righteousness and not the way that the world is now. And what is righteousness? God's all his Keeping commandments are righteousness. Of God. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. from all his commandments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another uh, thought is, so here, here's Jesus Christ going to return to this earth. He's going to establish his kingdom that as Daniel shows it will crush the other kingdoms in effect and his kingdom will be set up his ways will be set up it will be looked to as a beacon of hope for the world at that time and it says nations Isaiah Micah says nations are going to come to that 
you know, to Jerusalem mm -hmm. to learn those good ways. Uh, it says there won't be any, and not so. So we talked about, you know, what's the what's the what causes slavery? Well, that greediness, that selfish ambition, this this you know for the self and get that way of life. But you know, war, conflict. Again, the, as the research shows, one of the main facilitators for slavery. Uh, he says that they're going to beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. They're not going to learn war anymore. He will fix that. And the, a world that facilitates it, sets up the, the, the possibility, primes it for slavery, all of that's going to be taken away. And, and people can live, people can be happy without that. You know, in, uh, in the Bible, Egypt is a type of sin. Israel was in Egypt. They came out, went through the Red Sea, a type of baptism, went out and made their covenant before um, covenant with, with God. So we see um, Egypt being a type of sin. When Israel went into sin with idolatry, then they went into bondage. We, in, in the Bible, both in Old Testament and New Testament, slavery pictures sin in very much the same way that uh, war pictures spiritual conflict. These pictures and images go throughout the Bible. But we're told in Romans 6.16, it says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves to slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey? The world right now is obeying an adversary, right. a vicious, terrible adversary. Satan the devil, and yes. frankly, Satan the devil, and modern slavery perhaps is growing more and more simply because the world is moving more and more into mm -hmm. sin and farther and farther away um, from God's way of life. Sin is metastasizing mm -hmm. all over the world and it's likely to get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, as Mr. Armstrong, or Herbert W. Armstrong said, that this is a world held captive. Mm -hmm. We're in Satan's mm -hmm. profane mountain, not God's holy mountain, which is coming. But that, all that's going to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to change. And Christ comes to liberate the world from right. Satan's clutches from his bondage from slavery to him and that's what we can look forward to and one of my favorite scriptures is in Isaiah and it talks about proclaiming liberty to the captives that's yeah it. proclaiming and liberty healing the brokenhearted it's, that's right. it's a vision that it's it's true it's real Christ is going to return he's going to establish Proclaim his kingdom liberty. on this earth and yes. do that yeah and not that it's specifically talking about you know all, all the world but it does represent the principle of all the world Jeremiah 30 he says I will break his yoke from your neck this idea of slavery because there will he says it's going to get much worse than it is right now. There is a time when it will before he returns. And I will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them. And there is a time he is going to come and fix it. Interesting. Gentlemen, thank you for your comments today. We've, we've just broached this subject, but hopefully ending on a little bit more positive note, recognizing the plan that God has for all of us. You know, slavery, is, as you know, has been a scourge on society, practiced by peoples who lack love and who lack the outgoing concern for others. It's going to change one day when Jesus Christ returns and sets up his kingdom on the earth. This is a situation not just 21st century slavery, but slavery. It's a situation that will come to an end one day. And we, we really long for that time. If you haven't read it, I would like to point out our booklet, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This booklet takes a little bit of a glimpse into what this world ahead, this coming tomorrow's world is going to look like that we've just scratched the surface with today. Thank you for joining us.
We hope you've enjoyed this conversation today and benefited from it. If you'd like to find out more, please do feel free to visit us on tomorrowsworld.org and or join us again next week for TW Now.